Hello, and welcome to another episode of CNUSD EdChat. We are so excited to hear from three of our very own CNUSD experts. Hashtag exciting. Using technology in the classroom can be intimidating, and especially to the technophobic teacher. Oh God, that sounds dangerous. What's technophobic? Is it contagious? No, Kim, it's not contagious. But Twitter can be. Ladies, in this episode, the CNUSD innovation team sits with Kim to talk ed tech and innovation in our classrooms. That's right. And they offer some advice on how to get started. Thank you for sitting down and chatting with CNUSD EdChat. We are here with our CNUSD innovation team. My name is Joe Furch. Uh, I'm the ed tech director here at Corona Norcos. I've been in education now for about 14 years here in the district. I'm Laurel Kirchhoff, and I am in my first year as an innovation ed tech coach for Corona Norco, but I have been in the district for 20 years as a teacher in the middle school level. I am Ronnie McDonald. I am an innovation coach. This is my third year, and I'm also a certified Google trainer. What role do you see technology playing in the 21st century classroom? I can kind of jump in on that. I think one of the things that when we look at uh, educational technology is oftentimes it it starts with a device because that's an easy way to see change. Is if something showed up and it looks new, uh, that tends to be a focus. However, if we're really doing the work, it device is something that's neutral. So the value is what the teacher brings to it. And I think that's where the focus needs to be is how can we uh, drive pedagogy and learning with those tools to leverage what's coming. You know, in the 21st century, we've often used 2020 is that benchmark for the future. That is less than four months away. Um, So when we think about um, where that's going, I mean, it's here and now. And, you know, we look at where the the standards are and the practices. I mean, they are embedded in the work we're doing. So how do we start leveraging training and supporting that learning going on? I would agree with that. I, I also would like to add that it's not that technology replaces the teacher. It's there to supplement the learning. It, and the teacher is still the most important person in the room for those students. And I think the technology can help differentiate learning and help the students have better access to the curriculum in, in a variety of ways. But again, it's going to go back to the teacher and how the teacher can use that and know her or his own class and, and their needs. And I think technology can meet needs in a variety of ways where um, you know sometimes teachers are spread too thin based on class size and and whatever else is going on in their particular classroom. So it's there as a support, but not a replacement for good teaching. Absolutely. I think that technology also frees up time for the teacher. It allows that instant feedback where the teacher can get their life back. They're not going home and and having to grade a lot of papers. And as a a K-6 teacher, I was all about making these very cutesy lessons to make the content Mm -hmm. engaging. And that shift is now engaging the student in the content and technology does that. So you brought up some really good points about like a lot of times when we think of ed tech, we think of the device and it's shiny and it's new. Um, but we do encounter a lot of teachers and you you obviously do too in your practice who might be resistant to technology. And what might you say to these educators who are hesitant to incorporate the tech into their classroom? I usually try to bring a nugget, something that I know is going to spark their interest, but it's easy enough to use. And that nugget will also be something that will grow in their practice as they gain confidence. So I I try to address their interests and passions and make sure the shoe fits. That's the thing about teachers. We're naturally resilient and things happen. We know that that happens all the time. The copy machine breaks or whatever. But just just try one thing and, and, and be open to 
learning from it yourself and, and, and your students. I think in my own classroom over the last four or five years where I really tried to integrate technology, I was really honest with my students and said, hey, we're going to try this. You guys are going to help me learn it. And, and they, they really loved that dialogue and us working together as a team and not me just saying, hey, this is what we're going to do today. Like, hey, let's figure this out together and work on it together. And it really built a community in our classroom. And it also I learned a lot from my students. Also, I think that that mindset models that it's OK to be not perfect and mm-hmm. not to be successful the first time out, that iterative process that kids also need to embrace. You know, when I hear those pieces around the building community, um, knowing that something will fail, I mean, that's that's technology. I mean, that, that's part of it is that that's sometimes, <laughs> you know, a kid didn't power their device. What if the Internet goes down? But, I mean, I, that's something that we've done as educators to overcome. There was, um, that's that, you know, tech grit phrase, whatever you might want to see. But I think that community piece, when I look at that, is that we often... Um, sometimes face these challenges or come at them like as an approach from like I'm doing this alone. There is somebody out there in the world doing the work you are doing right now. Um, there are ways to connect. I mean, we are a large district. There's somebody trying this. So reach out, um, use Twitter, whatever that might be. There, there are communities out there doing the work there that you can help inspire and work to uh, help you shift that practice or work on that change. And I think going back to that nugget idea is that sometimes when we talk about technology, it's that we think about Converting everything to digital. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. So what's that one thing you can start with? What's that nugget you can look at? Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, uh, telling people paper is okay. Sometimes yeah. that, that is the best tool that it's going to be, so use it. So our district has a strong focus on equity and access. What do you see as technology's role in that focus? I think some of that comes from the idea of understanding um you know, where are we going to start going as a district and, and building that equity? Really, when we when I think about equity is that, again, not focused on the devices, but what can we do to start building flexibility, opportunities, changing practice where students may not have had that ability to demonstrate their creativeness that now they can. Um, so what kind of barriers and walls is it breaking down as a tool for the teacher? As a shy student myself, Moving around a lot, I had a lot of gaps in learning, so I never raised my hand. And I have to say that technology gives that quietest student in your classroom a voice, Mm -hmm. whether it's an at-risk student, an an English learner, or a a high-achieving student with a fixed mindset who's afraid to put himself out there. Technology definitely levels that playing field and gives them that opportunity. And just to kind of piggyback on that, as the teacher, I was also able to communicate with every single one of my students on every single lesson. And that was something that I would maybe not be able to do when I was in a class of 42 kids, but I know that I could give them personalized feedback and direction for their assignment. And that was, um, that dialogue is a huge piece of helping students have the the access to their learning and, and grow as a learner. Whereas in when I wasn't using certain tools, I might not be able to talk to every single kid in my class that day. And that was not that I didn't want to. I'd say, hi, how are you on their way in and on their way out? But to really give them that personalized feedback on their learning, I think that is is, is a huge part of them being able to access the curriculum and really dig deeper into their own learning goals. 
So one thing schools in our district or districts across are always trying to get better at is that community family partnership. Can you share with us some ways that schools and educators might be able to use technology to strengthen those relationships? Some of that comes from, you know, not just in the classroom, but also also working with school sites, your, your site leaders. What are you doing to tell your school story? Um, there are amazing things that happen every single day on a campus. If it's a, you know, school Facebook account, Twitter account, Instagram account, um, you know, how can you leverage those opportunities to tell your story and what the amazing things are happening and giving people an insight to what's happening there. Um, it doesn't have to be all one person. I mean, you can activate lead teachers, uh, student programs, ASB, um, you know, clubs on campus. There's a number of different ways to help share that, that, I mean, I say burden of telling a story, but I mean, because when all those things are happening, how do you capture those? And so sometimes that seems a little overwhelming, but um, you're going back to the other piece, it's not a silo, you're not doing it alone. So th- there are tools out there that people engage with, especially on social media. So what kind of ways that do you have at your school site to activate? Who are those people that are interested in it that you can empower to start running with some of those things? Mm-hmm. All right, so we know that there's a lot of awesome tech tools, and you've mentioned a a couple of them um, already, so we could spend all day talking about them, but we're going to confine this to a lightning round. So we've never done this at CNUSD Ed Chat in any of our episodes, so you're going to be our guinea pigs. Um, But we've heard a lot of other podcasts do it, so we wanted to give it a try. So I'm going to ask you three questions. You're going to try and limit your responses to about 20 seconds, and we'll just go in order, and Ronnie will start with you, and we'll just go down. Does that work? Yeah. All right. So what is your favorite tech tool right now and why? Google Slides. It is the Swiss Army knife of the Google suite of apps. It is easy enough for the beginner to use and complex enough to grow with the advanced user. I decided on Edpuzzle because I really, really love that you can take any video that's out Mm -hmm. there and turn it into a learning tool. The students are engaging with the video. There's so many different features with it, and you can check for understanding along the way. It's not just sitting a kid in front of a video and hoping they're absorbing it. Mm-hmm. You're actually checking for understanding. I love it, and it's free. Awesome. In, in my role, it's Twitter. Um, that, that is a tool that I look at. It can be applied to a classroom teacher, an administrator, a librarian, um, a district office personnel. Like I said, there's someone out there doing that work. Um, get out there, connect. It's a way to feel inspired, share, build a those community partnerships, it's going to cover a lot of that. Awesome. Okay, second question. Who is an innovator we should all be following on social media right now and why? I'm going to say Jake Miller. He is an out-of-the-box thinker. He does some amazing stuff that isn't too difficult, and it applies to every single subject mm-hmm. and uh, grade level. I am going to actually give like a group. Um, so I think that local innovators in our own community are amazing. We have so many just awesome teachers. So I highly, highly recommend that people follow our IAQ members, mm-hmm. um, our local Q organization for inland area. We just we have a plethora, a wealth of teachers in our own area that are there to help. So follow IAQ. There's so many people in Corona Norco. Is that trying to find like look at your CNUSD <laughs> hashtag? There's people there, but. Um, you know, I've followed, I mean, I'm literally scrolling through my Twitter feed right now looking at, like, you know, George Kuros, Katie Martin. I'm looking at um, just a number, Eric Kurtz, uh, David Koberhaus. I mean, there are people out there doing the work. And so um, I would say one of the quick things you can do if you don't know, get on Google, search for your topic. There's a hashtag out there that you can just mm-hmm. dive into a, a plethora of people. Awesome. And we'll attach all of these um, people to follow on our show notes as well. All right. Last lightning round question. What is your pep talk to a teacher who is technophobic? 
small baby steps, <laughs> reflect, don't be too difficult or hard on yourself. Be flexible enough to want to just try again, persevere. So mine is, you've got this. Just go in and try it. Model for your students what you want from them as well. Just just, just give it a try. Don't be afraid. It's going to be okay. I think that everybody wants to be an expert, and we're never all going to be the expert on everything. So if you're trying something, you know, be honest with your kids. Say, we're going to build and learn this together. It builds that sense of community. Do this together because you might have somebody in the room that is that expert, and it builds that opportunity to, lo- to learn and engage with each other. And I think the other side of it, too, is just knowing that, you know, there's going to be days where things just don't go right, and that's okay. So focus on what went right, what do you want to build on, and how can we work on this next time to just enhance it? Because we'll, we'll all have those days, so just take the positive out of it. I feel encouraged already. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of each interview, we have a segment that we call Tomorrow, This Week, and This Month. With so many changes occurring in 21st century education and learning, what advice can you give to teachers or families to try tomorrow, to try this week, and to try this month? I'll say one of the things you can try tomorrow, uh, get on Twitter or find a hashtag that you can connect with somebody. I wholeheartedly agree. I have built my PLN over the last two years, and I have learned so much from teachers, not only around our area, but around the world. I've been inspired. There's so many teachers out there that share free resources Mm -hmm. and are willing to help. Also, there's um, great uh, chats on Twitter. You can join a a chat, and you can um, just dialogue with other professionals out there. They really are inspiring. So I agree with Joe. Just get on Twitter and just try it. It's not scary. And I'm going to piggyback off of that. If you're afraid to try Twitter on your own, find a a teacher friend at your site. Or if you're an administrator, find another administrator or teacher on your site and buddy up. And tomorrow, get on Twitter, Twitter, create your account, and find a hashtag. Awesome. Any advice for this week or this month? I have one. So we're going to, um, at some point in the next week or two, we're going to have probably a, a Twitter chat out there to kind of maybe kick the year off. So Ooh. follow that hashtag at CNUSD Innovate. So there's a way to practice, connect with your fellow educators. So that's something to do um, this week. I, if I'm even going farther with this month, one of the things, too, we talk about building community and trying, um, try blogging. I mean, that's one of those things. Start a blog. It doesn't have to, and I think one of the biggest things, it doesn't have to be for the world, Mm -hmm. just for you. What did you learn? What did you take away? Um, And that's at least a way to start getting into that world and curating some of those thoughts. I would say this week or this month, just pick one tech tool that you are interested in and just give it a try. What's the worst that could happen, right? If it doesn't work, then you know you know it doesn't work for you. So give yourself a lot of grace and, and, and go for it. I would say for this week... Set yourself a goal Mm -hmm. and set yourself some kind of reflective piece, whether it's blogging or going on Twitter and reflect on the goal you set and then try to extend that goal out for the month Mm -hmm. and, you know, see, see where you're at at the end of the month and adjust course at that point if you need to. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for having us. We've learned so much in this podcast about how teachers can use technology to meet the various needs of learners in our classroom. And some practical advice on telling our stories using social media, such as Twitter. Listening to this terrific trio has inspired me to up my Twitter game and follow the group at CNUSD Innovate EDU. 
and hashtag CNUSD Innovate. And don't miss their Twitter chat. Hi, my name is Evan and I'm in the fourth grade. If you'd like to comment on their podcast, go to cnusd.k12.ca.us slash chat. And be sure to follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CNUSD chat. If you had enjoyed this episode, please help us out by leaving a five-star review. We greatly appreciate your support. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to another episode of CNUSD EdChat. This episode was co-produced by Kate Jackson, Jenny Cordura, and me, Kim Kemmer, and always edited by the wonderful Ken Pucci. Thank you.